This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. I have a very big announcement, um, and I'd like, to, I'd like to just really make this a very clear, a very big announcement. Number one is that Jesus is still on the throne. Amen? Can I step on your toes a little bit? And I'm not, ta- I don't think I'm talking anybody specifically here. But we need to be reminded as a church that Jesus is still on the throne. And sometimes it's, you know, of course, we're talking about social media. It seems like believers have forgotten that Jesus is still on the throne. That somehow uh, this has caught him by surprise. But I just wanted to remind you and challenge you and challenge myself that Jesus is still on the throne. In other words, and this is really important, okay? Because it's still, it's our human nature to think, amen. And a lot of times when we say amen, you know what we're saying? I agree with you, pastor, but basically for somebody else. You know, if the amens meant, ouch, then say amen, all right? So today, amen means, ouch, that hurt. Not like, amen, you go get them, pastor. Because I've seen, I've been in so many churches, like, amen, and really what they're saying, go get them. You talk to them. Talk to them tough. But they're not saying, Lord, speak to me. Hey, we're in a new chapter. Mosaic, we're not going back to where we were. I believe we want to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to me. And my brother really challenged me um, this weekend when I saw him yesterday. Is, is, is Mara, did you just... Uh, did you ask the Lord for discernment on your decisions, or did you just kind of fall into line? So I reared back my, my shoulders and said, who do you think you're talking to? And I said, that was, a good, that was a good challenge. Let's listen to the Holy Spirit. So in other words, uh, Jesus is still on the throne. I want to say, in other words, you ready for this? We are still subject to the king. We just sang a song where the chains fall off, which is awesome. The chains of bondage, the chains of sin, the chains of selfishness. But one of these days we'll sing about another song. We put on other chains, though. We take off those chains and we put on the the wonderful chains of being subject to the king, Jesus. Amen? When you say amen, that means ouch. In other words... Jesus is still on the throne. Number two, we are subject to the king. In other words, we do not live in a kingdom without a king. We have a king. Can we say that together? We have a king. We have a king. We are subject to the king, and the king is alive and well. Amen? That's a good amen. Yes. That means we are under his authority. I have to remind myself, I am under my, his authority. Not my authority, but his authority. We have a king, and he's still on the throne, and we do not live in a kingdom without a king. We are not Christian anarchists. Anarchists behave as though there's no authority. And as believers of Jesus Christ, 
all the way to the back of the pew on each side, we must remember and remind ourselves that we are not Christian anarchists. You know what Christian anarchist is? Someone who likes that life, you know, as Christians we live pure lives. We don't, we don't do bad things and we don't say bad things and, and people are kind and all that. We kind of li- like to live in that kingdom. We like that kingdom. We like nice people. We like honest people. And so if we're not careful, we'll, be, we'll begin to live in a world of Christians but not be subject to the king. And then we fall into this whole concept of Christian anarchy. We are not at Mosaic Church Christian anarchists. We have a king. We have someone who is ruling and reigning over our lives. And he's a good king. He's not some uh, terrible dictator king. But he loves us. And everything he commands us to do, he does because, first of all, he knows all things. He has the best perspective, the purest perspective. He is holy and he's righteous. And so sometimes he might say, Mario, move to the left. And I'm like, I don't want to move left. It doesn't make sense to go left. It doesn't make, uh, you know, it just doesn't seem reasonable to go left. But then I have to trust him. I'm not a Christian anarchist. I have a king. And he's still alive and he's still on the throne. And I'm still a subject of his. I'm still under his authority. Amen? So, remind ourselves, we are not Christian anarchists. So, when he says to love our neighbors, we got to do that. When he says to love our enemies, are we going to be Christian anarchists? Or are we going to be followers of Jesus, our King? Matthew 5 says this, You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Ouch! Ouch! Our king just told us through his word to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's, that's tough, isn't it? But Jesus is our king. We're not anarchists. He's still on the throne. We are subjects to the king. We live in his kingdom. And he says to love our enemies and praise for those who persecute. That you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? If you only greet your own people, what are you going to do? You're not doing more than others. Even the pagans do that. Be perfect, another command of the king, because we're under his authority. We are his children. He's the king. We're his subject. We're his children. It says, therefore, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. So let me just challenge you with this nugget of wisdom. As we venture out on social media, uh, let's be careful that uh, as we venture out in I would call the world of righteous anger, just raise your hand and don't this. Do you know exactly what righteous anger means? It means anger that's righteous. I'll give you a little bit of definition. That was funny. And maybe we can throw in a laugh track in there, right? There you go. It is appropriate, Mosaic believers, followers of the king, it is appropriate to be upset over sin. Amen? It's appropriate to be 
upset over demonic activities such as abuse, racism, pornography, child sex trafficking, injustice. But what makes it righteous to be upset over that sin is that we have to be careful no matter how reprehensible the people or the activities that we're condemning, we are not justified as believers to sin in our response. Does that make sense? Let me say that again. No matter how reprehensible the people or activities we're condemning, it, we are not justified being followers of Jesus under his authority, under his kingship. We're not justified to sin in our response. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.26, when you're angry, do not sin and be sure to stop being angry before the end of the day. Now, some of us are confrontational by nature. Sometimes I am, personally, sometimes I'm not. But what we have to be careful for, that, uh, raise your hand if you're offensive by nature. I know you're not going to raise your hand, I'm just kidding. Point to the finger, uh, point your finger to someone you know, I'm kidding. For those of us who are confrontational personalities like myself, we must ask ourselves, some questions before we lay into someone. Is my motive to be right or to be righteous before the king? That's what you have to ask yourself. If you are confrontational by nature, the thing you need to say to yourself as a follower of Jesus, subject to the king, because he's still alive, he's still on the throne, are my motives to be right or to be righteous? When you wade into the realm of righteous anger, be careful. Because I have found in my own life that I, once I wade into the realm of righteous anger, and, and it is biblical and it is, is condoned and it is uh, understood in the scripture, that's fine. But here's the nugget of wisdom. As you wade out there into the realm of righteous anger, be careful. Because I have found myself, and I imagine you're not too different, that that wading out to that realm is very precarious. I saw a video of a log rolling competition. But think of it, when you wade out into righteous anger, and you get on that log, what I call the log is the righteous anger, it's biblical, but it's not easy. It's not for the faint at heart. It's not for rookies. Because what happens is when you get onto that log and you start rolling, uh, the enemy gets on. And his job is to get that log rolling of self-righteous anger so that you fall off into the river of self-righteous anger. From righteous anger to the river of unrighteous anger. I don't know. Do we have a video we can show? So think of the river as unrighteous. Just play it. Oh, did we kill the sound? So it's about 30, 50 seconds long. And is it playing? All right, yeah. Just watch. 
The river is unrighteous anger. The pole, the log, is righteous anger. You're on it. I'm on it. And the other person is the enemy, the devil himself. And what's he trying to do? Let's see what's happening. For those of you at home, I don't know if you can see this. There you go. I just decided to show you that little video clip to remind us that when we wade out and get onto the log of righteous anger, there's an enemy who's getting on that log as well, and he's going to try to spin that thing so that you fall into the river of unrighteous anger. So let's be careful. Let every person, it says in James, be slow to speak and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So after we have seen the offense, this is what we should do as believers who are subject to the king who's still on the throne. So when we see the offense, as believers, we should call out sin as sin. But we should take a redemptive stance. What do I mean by that? You might be asking. Christians, we must be redemptive in our language. So, if we're going to speak against abortion, which is evil, then let's take a stance by doing everything we can to help with the unborn child. From foster care to adoption to helping unwed moms. Does that make sense? It's easy to just say we're against something, but God wants us to take a redemptive stance and stand in and help people. So yes, we must stand against sex slavery. We must volunteer at shelters and help the homeless and battered women. We must, as a church, lead against hatred and oppression and cruelty. However, my next slide, if our outrage results in restoring people, not however, ultimately, if our outrage results in restoring people into a loving, healing relationship with Jesus, then I would deem it as righteous anger. A quote from Lisa Harper. If our outrage results in restoring people into loving, healing relationship with Jesus, then I would deem it as righteous anger. So, let's speak against injustice. Speak against sin. Let's make sure that we are redemptive in our language and pointing and bringing people back into a relationship with Jesus. Amen? That was the first big news, that Jesus is still on the throne. The second biggest news, and I'm going to end it in a minute. Ben, why don't you come on up? The second big announcement is that the Great Commission is still in effect. Amen? Everybody in, my, in the audience, listen to me. The Great Commission is still in effect. It is not on COVID break. Matthew 28, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. 
Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, this is for us, ready? The king's still on the throne. We're his subject, we're his children. We're not Christian anarchists. God forbid any of us in this room are Christian anarchists. We are under his authority. We take on his yoke. And Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. That's what he's telling us. Amen? Let's say that together. Go and make disciples. Just in case we forgot. And if we forgot, that's a failure on my part as a pastor. If we want to know what our vision statement is, this is it. It's not my statement. It's not my vision statement. It's not the elders' vision statement. It's not the members' vision statement. It's we have taken on Jesus' vision statement. Amen? Therefore, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. In verse 20, teach them to observe everything that I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus has called us to be his disciples and to make disciples. Amen. We're under the authority of the king. If you believe that Jesus is still alive and still on the throne, let's go ahead and stand up. And if you're a subject to the king and you're not a Christian anarchist, let's go ahead and stand up and let's just sing this song as we wrap up our service this morning. And it's so good to see everyone making a stand and a proclamation of this truth. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.